In the morning, my brothers and sisters in Christ, how are you today? Today's podcast marks a special day for our church in Bemidji. This year, we commemorated 50 years of ministry in the Bemidji region. Who cares, right? Some churches in the United States have been around for hundreds of years, and the church at large is thousands of years old. Well, sure, that's true, but that sort of thinking quickly gets you in trouble. How often do we really stop and consider our blessings from God? I would postulate that they are so ubiquitous, so frequent, that we take them for granted. It's good to mark the larger quantities of time that have passed that we are blessed with God in celebrations or festivals, to take that special measure and thank the Lord for all He has done. So today, that's what we're going to do. We will consider our blessings and consider how we will use them in God's service going forward. Our sermon for today is from our church in Bemidji, of course, and we had a special guest pastor from the church's past, Lon Keither. The Word of God that we're going to focus and direct our attention is found in that psalm that we heard moments ago, Psalm 105. I'll share with you just those last words again. He, that is the Lord, gave them the lands of the nations, and they fell heir to what others had toiled for, that they might keep His precepts and obey His laws. Praise the Lord. This is God's Word and the focus of our attention. Let us offer a brief prayer. Preserve your word, our Savior, to us this latter day, and let your kingdom flourish, enlarge your church, we pray. O keep our faith from failing, keep hope's bright star aglow. Let nothing turn us from you while wandering here below. Amen. Brothers and sisters in Christ, I just mentioned to someone yesterday or the day before it, it almost doesn't feel like I've been gone for 12 years after visiting with so many of you at this point already and looking forward to it, yet the rest of this day. This is history. Those are words that I I recall from the first Indiana Jones movie, Raiders of the Lost Ark, when towards the end of the movie, this, this French archaeologist, he points at this crate that has the Ark of the Covenant in it, And he says to Indiana Jones, this is history. Well, that movie was certainly a movie of fiction. But we could rightly say, on the basis of God's word in the Old Testament, that there is much surrounding that Ark of the Covenant. Much written about that mercy seat of God. Much intrigue as well. It is history. It's God's story. And today, we can properly say, as well, regarding what we have, what you have been blessed with here at St. Mark Lutheran Church, this is God's story. It was, it is, it always will be God's story. This is history. And as we give thought to the word of the psalmist in Psalm 105, and we think of all the things that he wants to recount. The, the awesome deeds of God, the wonderful acts, the miracles, and certainly 
the fulfilled promises of God first and foremost, we recognize that St. Mark Lutheran Church is indeed God's story in which he has done marvelous things and certainly proclaimed and fulfilled those promises of God. It is said that, and I'm not sure where this originated, but individual looking at the Grand Canyon, and I've seen pictures of it, I haven't been there myself, but I'm sure some of you have, that someone has said, something happened here. This just didn't appear out of nothing. Something has happened here. And so also, those, if someone came from somewhere else, or some planet, if you imagine, and came here to this property, they would have to say the same about St. Mark Lutheran Church. Something happened here. Well, indeed, something has happened here. God has done his work in the hearts of people. But as you see these facilities, and even right now, the prominence of the cross, you know that the, what is happening here is a focus on Jesus front and center. That the cross is identified as the cross of Jesus. Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews. He is first and foremost. Something has truly happened here. A person can rightly conclude that Christian education, Sunday school, the Christian day school, Lutheran education, something is happening here. You have the facilities, you have the resources to share God's word with generations. Now, and I always like to recall the fact that when we share God's word with younger generations, we are, in a sense, also sharing God's word with generations yet to be born. Every generation is a link to future generations, and we want to keep that word of God foremost. And that is very well proclaimed with what you see here. And also, as we see the font, the pulpit, and the altar, something is happening here. And that is that hearing the Word of God and savoring and utilizing those sacraments that God gives to us to bring us into the family of believers and to set us on a road and keep us on a road that leads us to heaven and paradise with Him is of utmost importance. But my dear friends, St. Mark Lutheran Church is vastly more than brick and mortar. It's people. It's people that God has called out of darkness into his wonderful light. It's people who have been bought, who have been saved, who are indeed cleansed, forgiven, and washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. This is of greater importance. That that's what really God's story is when we talk about St. Mark Lutheran Church. But we have a God who loved us so much and has not stopped loving us. 
He loved us so much that He alone finished the work and did the work that we could not even get started. He accomplished what we could not do and have not done. So that in fact, we will be with Him in heaven and thereby receive His love forever. I love the closing words of Psalm 121. He watches over your coming and going, both now and forevermore. God's plan, God's purpose for us, God's intent of watching over us is not, doesn't have a bookend where all of a sudden this is it, no more, but forever. Ponder that love as John writes in his first epistle. This is how God loved. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Our God saved us. But before you and I could fully embrace that as we need to, he needed to make it clear to us that this is what we most desperately need. We need to be rescued. And so he gives us that law that opens up the unpleasantness in each one of us. The fact that there is a selfishness, a self-centeredness in our thoughts, in our words, in our actions that rebels and recoils against all that God wants of us. Too often we've even taken his gifts and his treasures that he pours into our lap for granted, even convincing ourselves at times that maybe I, I earned this, I deserved this. I worked hard for this. But by the grace of God, He gave us the ability to work and to bring forth resources to have what we have, to keep us healthy, to keep us strong, to help us see the next day. Yes, God's law exposes such things that would embarrass us if they were made known to all people. So our God did what was necessary to erase, to delete, and to atone for every one of those sins. I struggled at times in my ministry to try to find and try to imagine an illustration to show the, the magnitude of God's love and care for each one of us. And I, some years ago, I came across this from a... a a theologian centuries ago, and he likened it to this. And permit me to share this with you. Perhaps you've heard it before, but if not, I think it's quite accurate. Imagine that you see walking along a road an injured worm. And you see that it's not moving very well and it's bleeding. And you had the capacity to become a worm and to give your own worm blood for that worm to give it life again. I know that seems, wow, who of us would become a worm to do that for a worm? David tells us in Psalm 22, a prophetic messianic psalm, I am a worm and not a man, scorned by men and despised by the people. 
Yes, our God became one of us. He took on our blood and He bled for us to rescue us. Not just for today, not just for tomorrow, but forever. He is the Word made flesh. And so that, first and foremost, is the greatest blessing you and I leave here with. And He gives us the the resources, the nourishment, the spiritual nourishment we most desperately need so that we don't dismiss that and think, oh, yeah, I, I heard about that already in, in kindergarten. No, we need that every day of our lives to know that we are so loved, so saved, so rescued from sin, from death, and from the hell that we deserve. And yet on top of that, he continues to govern us and I had a professor that liked to refer to all these other blessings that we now have as the sprinkles on the ice cream or the added extras. He watches over us. And he gives us facilities as you have here. And he does miracles in our lives. I was thinking about that when uh, our text makes clear to us how he has done wonderful acts. He has performed miracles. And you think of that maybe in the sense of the Old Testament, uh, any number of miracles, or certainly during Jesus' own ministry. Remember the wonders he has done, his miracles and the judgments he pronounced. You, his servants, the descendants of Abraham, his chosen ones, the children of Jacob. I do recall and I'm not going to get that specific, but I do recall my time here where I speculated that I might want to start be thinking about a, a funeral sermon for an individual, and the Lord rallied that individual to such an extent that not only did they get out of the hospital, but they were here again in worship. Those, those miracles occurred. Certainly the miracle that we have here. That each one of us, when we look in the mirror, don't forget you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are a miracle, a walking miracle of God. And certainly as uh, the closing words of our text remind us that many of us actually are benefiting from the work of others before us. And maybe not specifically here in Bemidji, it may well be that the resources of churches throughout our fellowship pooled those resources to make sure that money was funneled here to provide a missionary, to provide what was needed to get this congregation started and nurtured. And so those closing words remind us, he, the Lord gave them the lands of the nations and they fell heirs to what others had toiled for. How true that is as a nation that we benefit from what others have even died for so that we have a free nation, the, the freedom to worship as we are right now and to own private property and things of that nature. We are protected in many ways because of what our forefathers have done. You and I have such a God who continues to bless us on top of that rich blessing of the rescue that we have from sin, death, and hell. 
Yes, we are the continuation of God's story. You are the continuation of the book of Acts, the Acts of the Apostles in carrying out that ministry that was launched on the day of Pentecost. You have been blessed with pastors and teachers and still are. But St. Mark's Lutheran Church is also blessed with you. You remain part of Jesus' kingdom and His church, like the necessary members of a body or the important bricks that form this church. When we are weak, Jesus is strong. And so, don't underestimate your impact, your input, your being a piece of the whole, a part of the whole, the body of Christ. I'm reminded of this story, and I think it fits. There was a 10-year-old boy who tragically lost his left arm in a car accident. Thinking he needed something to do to get back to life, he decided to study judo. The boy did well, but he couldn't understand why after three months of training, his master, sensei, only taught him one move. The boy asked Sensei, shouldn't I know more moves than just this? But Sensei replied, this is the only move you'll ever need. Not quite understanding, he continued to train, and the Sensei eventually took him to his first tournament. Surprisingly, this boy won his first three matches easily. Now in the finals, his opponent was bigger, certainly more well-trained and stronger. And for a while, the boy struggled and appeared to be overmatched. The ref even called a timeout, fearing the boy would get hurt. However, when the match resumed, his opponent dropped his guard for a moment, and that boy used that one move, and he pinned him. The boy was a champion on the way home. The boy discussed the tournament with his sensei, and, and he and he mustered the courage to ask him, Sensei, how did I win that tournament with only one move? And he replied, you won for two reasons. First, you've almost mastered one of the most difficult throws in all of judo. And secondly, the only defense for that move is for your opponent to grab your left arm. <laughs> so the boy's, the boy's biggest weakness became his strength. Let's remember that while we, I think I've been guilty of this, we play the comparison game as to, am I as athletic as someone else? Oh, I'm, I'm not as good at this as someone else. Don't let Satan push you down as though you don't have anything to contribute or to do. You do. In living the Christian life, you know that you are the light of the world, letting your light shine before men that they may see your, the glory of your God in heaven. That, that you are that light of the world in a sense, and you make a difference. Some of you know that up until about four months ago, I was in the Chicago area, and on occasion especially the kids would from time to time want to take the train down to Michigan Avenue and 
and especially in December when it's all decorated for Christmas. But there's this one monument right in downtown Chicago uh, that makes clear this is one of the pieces that survived the Great Fire of 1871, the Great Chicago Fire. And there is speculation that it all happened because a cow kicked over um, uh, a lantern and uh, started the barn on fire, and then the city just burned up. And the city was growing so fast at that point that they took shortcuts in terms of building and materials that it, it was a tinderbox. 300 people died, 100,000 people were homeless in October of 1871. And just as something like that could happen, and did happen as a tragedy, I want us to, to remember that we get to be a spark, not to bring about destruction, <laughs> but to bring about the good news. The good news that that same Savior who loved you so much to rescue you and to adopt you and to make you his own child for time and forever loves everybody else just as much and allows you to be here for the purpose of bringing that person to Christ. See, now that we have faith in Christ, we're ready to go to heaven today. So why does he leave us here? He leaves us here to carry on that work that he has given us the honor and the blessing to do. God, help us to, to cherish the blessing that we have, to be all in for Christ. I think of, uh, there's this commercial for Ally Bank. I, don't, I haven't seen it in a long time, but there's this point where this officer in the bank says, we got to all be in for the customer, for the good of the customer. We're going to do what's best for the customer. And so all these people are just running through glass doors, running from all over to be in this room, to be all in. Just kind of like right before a basketball game, all the team gets together with the one focus. And so the Apostle Paul spoke of that when he wrote in 2 Timothy chapter 1, he said, So do not be ashamed to testify about our Lord or ashamed of me as prisoner, but join with me in suffering for the gospel by the power of God who has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. God bless us to see that what has happened here and what continues to happen, what has happened, what is happening, what will happen, is God's story. And you are part of that story, valuable for time and for eternity in the love of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. We hope that today's meditation on God's Word has enriched you. Divine services are held right here in Bemidji, Minnesota at 8 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. on Sunday mornings. Sunday school and adult Bible study is also offered between our Sunday services at 9.15 a.m. Our church services are live-streamed at 8 a.m. on Sunday mornings and are available afterwards on our channel, St. Mark Lutheran Church Bemidji. If you're listening or watching this podcast, you are cordially invited to join us in person next week and every week. 
This is our fourth year producing this podcast, and there is a large archive of devotional material online available if you want to learn more about God and His Word. Visit www.stmarkbemidji.org or look in the show notes in this podcast for a link to this and many other meditations on God. You can also search for St. Mark Bemidji on YouTube to find our channel. If you have any questions or you would like more information about our church and its ministry, please visit our website, which is once again, www.stmarkbemidji.org. All scripture readings are taken from the Holy Bible, New International Version, copyright 2011, and are used by permission from Zondervan. Meditation's daily devotional is published by Northwestern Publishing House and is also used by permission. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider subscribing and telling a friend. May God bless the rest of your day. salvation free lasting to eternity